Well, Aaron, here we are. Uh, what is this? Episode five? This is episode five, believe wow. it or not. Believe it or not, man. Uh, folks, we uh, welcome to the actor and... Uh, the actuary. Oh, yeah, that's you. Uh, we're just two guys, opposite states. Uh, we talk about our careers, our life in completely two different worlds, and we try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, what we're doing, and if it means something. exactly right and uh i'm i look forward to uh talking with you every week so um, i'm glad we're here again yeah and we're here as uh friends which uh interesting enough is the topic oh for, perfect for this one talking that's, about that's convenient friends but 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 most importantly before we get into that uh what are you drinking what are you drinking what are you drinking I got a copper mug here so i'm obviously having a uh, moscow mule and it's delicious although i must say the ginger beer i'm using is a little spicy so um i don't know i don't like i don't love ginger so it's maybe a little too gingery for me Ooh, well you know this coming from a ginger you can never have too much <laughs> ginger pun 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 Oh man, that should be our sound effects for puns. It should be, I know. I'm going to go back and insert pun. that. Wait, yeah, do it again. Pun. Pun, pun, pun. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> I have a, a glass of bullet uh, rye whiskey. Ooh, wow, just whiskey. Is that, is that neat? It's just neat. It is, wow. pretty, it, is, it is pretty neat. <laughs> pun. <laughs> pun, pun, pun. Oh, man. Oh, Not on the rocks or anything. Just, uh, just neat. You've got oh, mail. Mail, bag. mail, bail, bail, bag. Ooh, Aaron, did you hear that? Ooh. Sounds like we've got mail. Let's check it out. First one today coming to us from Amy. Do you remember Amy, Jeff? I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amy is actually my first girlfriend. We dated back in ninth grade. She just stopped by to say hi. She happened upon our podcast on the social media and yeah. she's enjoyed the first couple. So thank well, you. It's really good to hear from you. I have not heard from you in many, many years. So thanks for checking in. Uh, all right. So the next email here, um, hmm, it's an email from someone named Lee. Lee. Um, oh, here he signed middle name Vern. Vern. Oh, well, yes. If he had just said Vern, I would have. Re okay, got it. Oh, I love Vern. Trout right. Lake Camps right there, baby. Trout Lake Camp contact right there. Thanks for checking in, Vern. Yeah. Um, he says that uh, he's he's hanging out in uh, in Idaho right now, and he really wants us to put this podcast on Stitcher. Let's so I'm do gonna it. Try to figure out how. Let's um, put it on. What's, what the heck is Stitcher? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to find out tonight and I'm going to put it on. Let's get it on there. All right. Thanks. And reminder, keep those emails coming. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this a little bit. So, you know, we've been friends. I think we've, we've probably talked about this for a while, but what, we've been friends for 18 years. Is that what it was? I was going to say, like there's that. a song that this reminds me of, mm. you know, when friends are friends for 18 years. <laughs> when a friend's a friend for 18 years. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've yeah. been friends. Yeah, we've been friends for a long time. You know, I was thinking about all the the life that we've shared together and all the shared experiences we have. Interestingly enough, though, it seems like most 
most of the time we spend together, uh, we don't really talk about too much stuff of substance. You know, we mostly have fun. In fact, I think I've talked with you more about like real life in these past, uh, you know, five episodes than maybe the rest of our life combined. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, it, I, I actually, I'd probably agree with you, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think that tends to be kind of what is the norm in our culture, uh, even with our best of friends or people we've known for, you know, 15, 20 years. I don't know if you can hear that on your end, but my wife is, uh, she's, she's cleaning the house. Oh, and, nice. And so although the sound may be annoying to you, it is quite pleasing to my ear. <laughs> Just because imagine your I'm just your carpets getting clean. I know whatever's happening. I know your and blender getting nice and clean on the inside. Oh, she literally <laughs> cleans everything. She's incredible. She is a wow. crazy incredible human. Um, wow. So anyway, if that's coming in or out, you that is what's happening. So just instead of being annoyed, think I'm joyful. Uh, uh, yeah. No. I it it probably is true though. I mean, you know, Jess, she'll I'll, I'll go out. Um, you know, play 18 holes of golf or something. Um, you know, you and I have played our, our fair share of 18 holes and, uh, Jess will say, so, uh, what'd you guys talk about? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how well we hit each shot, <laughs> how many shots it took us to get it in the yeah, hole. Yeah. Where's our ball? <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh my gosh, Jack asked me that all the time. Like, what'd you guys do? What'd you talk about? Would you, yeah. But, mm. and then something will happen. Like they'll be like, well, he mentioned this. Yeah. oh oh and then what and then what did he say about that and where, what did you say next i actually didn't reply i i just i just said oh that's 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 hard or something then, like that and then it's my turn to hit so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that happens all the time with us yes I, I can usually yeah i can usually pull out like one thing like there was one like three minute conversation that is worth talking about and that's about it <laughs> yeah and then she'll come home from like a five minute starbucks date with one of her <laughs> friends and she'll give me the doctoral thesis about what happened since she, the, her friend was four but yeah i i think i struggle personally with you know taking that level of conversation to the next uh next depth with my friends and, and asking i think the hard questions and checking in but checking in in a genuine authentic i care way because mm -hmm. we as men are so you know as we like to say busy as something that we're almost proud of but we generally are but yet at the same time it's prioritized over certain things and i think in, in our friends and our friend groups and the depth of all those conversations it kind of comes at a, a hindrance at times to where we we miss getting to know the closest people to us yeah. No, that's so true. Like I've, I've found, um, like people that I, people that I've met more recently and like, don't necessarily have this history of just doing a lot of things together. Sometimes it's easier to go deeper with people I don't even know as well. Um, just because that's, that's just, it somehow slips into being our normal, probably because it was like a double date and our wives were there. And so we started talking deep about it or something, you know? Well, I think also because it's less, it's, it's less vulnerable, right? Like you think, Oh, I'm probably not going to get to know this person well enough to care. Like, let me just spew out some depth because I know that <laughs> the depth isn't going to be held against me later in a, you know, a conversation or something, you know, I don't think it's an intentional thing, but I, I do think that later on it, 
you're like, oh, that, that person I'm not going to really have a conversation with again. I'm okay to just tell you what the truth is. But if it's me or you, which is the, by the way, the total opposite of what I think what should happen. But if it's like me or you, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, I'm about, you know, we're in talk. No, I don't want to give this guy all my baggage. And then he feels like he has to respond. Like we, we almost shame ourselves away from telling you the truth or the depth yeah. of our pain. That's true. And actually it reminds me of a conversation that we had like eight years ago. I think it was with you. It's very uh, specific. Well, it probably wasn't. It's like, eight, I don't know, eight years, seven months and four days ago. <laughs> well, when I say eight, I mean like it's probably somewhere between five and 11. So eight is like a respectable number that, that I'm is only the most three years off. Actuarial know? answer you've ever given me. <laughs> of course. Um, no, but I, I actually think it's probably more than eight years ago. Uh, and I think this was with you and we were talking about, uh, like being, being kind to strangers versus being kind to your friends. And we were having this discussion about like, who are you more respectful towards Hmm. like your friends or, uh, these strangers. And I think the conclusion of that conversation was, while we're generally more respectful, more courteous to to strangers or like we care about impacting them the most maybe because we haven't built up like, you know, the years of trust that you have with a friend. But I think that can, you know, sometimes just lead to not putting everything that you can into a relationship just because you're relying on these years of, of being friends, you know, without trying to work on it at all. Yeah. And I think there's probably a little bit of fear involved fear that like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. This friendship's really important to me. I'll, I'll just swallow this feeling that I have about our relationship, or I'm a little frustrated about this specific area, but I, I like these other four areas. So like, let's just not bring this up because I don't need, and then that harbors and harbors. And then, you know, at some point in time, it either comes up in like an attack or it comes up in a healthy conversation. And I think the latter is usually the, the lowest to actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause guys talking about their relationship is not usually bound to happen. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Um, but I wonder if part of it too, is that when we started being friends, we were both in, I'll call it middle school. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I, I think a lot of times friendships kind of regress to where you like how your friendship started. Mm. And so, it's like maybe in middle school, you're perhaps less prone to these deeper relationships. And so you get used to doing things a certain way. And then you just kind of think that that's the way the other person wants it. But you both think that, you know, even though you both would like to go deeper, it's hard to actually go there because your friendship doesn't have a history of that. I think if you don't set the stage right off the bat, then then you're going to struggle no matter when you meet that person. However, I think there is a way to... Okay. So we're always becoming, I think that's a, a phrase that um, is said often around this house and in, in all that we do and who we are as people and believers or in friendships or in uh, relationships with our wives or what have you, we're always becoming better. We're always becoming more in the know of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Our, our morals are, you know, the, you know, the reason why. And so I think even in our ages is we're now, you know, thirties, you know, soon to be forties and hey, it's, easy, easy. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm just <laughs> I'm saying st- I'm low thirties for another like 20 days. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> that I think you, you develop that over time, but I think it's important that we, you know, 
collectively as a we in terms of men across the world are pouring into younger generations and helping them understand, hey, this is what I struggled with. Don't struggle with this. I think that there's such a need for mentorship across the world. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that phrase too, becoming um, just about, you know, there's change happening and you're not the same tomorrow as you were today. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what I've noticed is that what inevitably happens in life is there are these crises that come up in times where it's like, okay, now something is, has happened to a point that it's more acceptable to go on and to talk about something deeper with, mm-hmm. with your friend. And I think, uh, you can use that as an opportunity both to go deep, but then also keep that going and, and foster uh, like a, more of a, uh, a routine of, of being deep and, and having a deeper relationship. Yeah. So like an example that comes to my mind, uh, is I, I came to you like, I guess it was seven or eight months ago, probably about seven months ago. And, uh, we had a miscarriage. And so I, I came to you because I, you know, was feeling a lot of weird feelings, you know, and, and was just kind of at a loss. And I wanted to talk to somebody else who, who had also gone through it. And so I know I called you and it was really helpful to talk with you. And we, we did, we went really deep. Um, and, and so opportunities like that, I think it's important to take those and then realize that you can actually build from that and keep mm-hmm. building on that in some of the less extreme crises, yep. you know? Yeah. There's a, a release of vulnerability in yourself that opens up the depth of the other person to meet you. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, I don't know if it's a, a part of her book or I think it's a excerpt of a, her book, but Brene Brown says something about empathy um, and the difference between empathy and sympathy and sympathy is something like where you, somebody's down in a hole and you're like at the top of the hole and you're like, Hey, how you doing down there, buddy? Whereas an empathy is like, I'm going to climb down the ladder. I'm going to join you in that hole. I'm going to sit there with you. And I think that part is missed um, uh, when we have a need uh, or we're in pain I think it does start with being vulnerable enough as the person experiencing pain to tell somebody how are people supposed to know that you're in pain if you don't offer a sense of vulnerability to you and, and truth into your pain. Um, <clears throat> like when I started reaching out to people and say, hey, like my marriage is not not doing so good. And I started telling people about that. Uh, that opened up me to understand, okay, what is actually happening, but also opened up a community of friends to to reach out, to check in, to know how to check in and to be there and support you through that pain. I think it it starts with you being able to recognize, you know, the the name and addiction is you can't change what you can't name. So if you can't name your pain, if you can't name what's hurting you and go vulnerable with those closest to you, you're going to struggle to find change. And I think once you do, you'll find out who your friends truly are. When you do reach out, it brings a lot of comfort and it's, Mm -hmm. it's so good. And so why wouldn't you do that? more often like yeah in those times where things are more normal why wouldn't you just you know have conversations like this with your friends of hey what really matters in life like hey how how is your relationship going how's your marriage going well it's not falling apart but it's not perfect either right you know maybe we can talk about that and and learn and yet it's so easy to say that and yet we all do it and so it's like finding this fine line of like recognizing it saying, okay, this doesn't feel okay. 
looking at your surroundings and be like, I got to tell somebody because you're in essence saying I can do this. I can carry this entire load by myself. I, I got this. And it's this almost arrogant behavior of, you know, pain. And I, yeah, my wife is just cleaning like crazy, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I got this. And it's like, that's selfish. Like, and I'm not saying that's selfish in like, uh, I have no pity on you. You're, but I mean, in a very lovingly way to anybody going through this, I would say it's selfish. Share that load with somebody. We all have somebody who we can reach out to and say, you know what, I'm share, I'm, I'm holding this pain and I'm alone and I need somebody. And honestly, if you don't have somebody, Aaron, drop our, what's our Gmail? Yeah. Actor in the actuary at gmail.com. Yeah. Because honestly, there is, there is avenues. There's so many avenues out there that are created for people. And I think taking that first step is the hardest. Yeah. And if, you know, if you feel like there, there isn't somewhere, someone that you can talk to about that. uh, Yeah. Like Jeff said, email us. Uh, Or another thing is, if you ask other people about what's going on in their life, um, they, they may open up to you and, uh, you, you start to foster that, you know, some people may, may find it, um, easier to ask what's going on in your life if you're reaching out to them as well. So, yeah. And that's going to open up uh, a dialogue. It's not going to be just a monologue of your self pain. It's going to open up a dialogue with the other person now feeling safe, being like, wow, they came to me with this. I've actually been feeling this. I can maybe go to them. And that's what creates true friendship. That's what creates a deep relationship. I, I personally struggle with this. I, I am moving so fast paced in life with all the different things that I sometimes miss that in my groups and I miss that in my community and I have to be held in check uh, just like the next person, you know, and reminded that, hey, hey, check in on me. Hey, I'm going to check in on you. This is how we want to be. I want I want you to be okay. I want our relationship to go deeper. And I think you have to push for that. Um, mm-hmm. And that creates just a, a real a real talk that begins to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally identify with that. I can do it on my own. I don't need any help. <laughs> oh yeah. And so like, yeah, I get a lot of pride from that. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't need your help. I can do it. Like nothing's too hard for me. Like I, I don't want to inconvenience someone else with, you know, in my head, I deem as not a crisis, right. Or something I should be able to handle on my own. But the thing is like your friends want to help you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're not being a burden. Yeah. And I don't know why that's the, the cultural stereotype for men, but it is like men, if you cry, that's weakness. Men, if you show vulnerability, that's weakness. Men, if you try to, you know, talk about your pain or feelings, you know, that's weakness. And that's sometimes beat into the minds of us as men for whatever reason. I, I think it's something that needs to be challenged because it's not, it's not true. In my opinion, what defines a man is is how, how deep they're willing to go in the relationships and then the conversations that they're in. Because if they're able to talk and express their feelings in a way that opens up their insides to be publicly displayed in a sense that they're like, hey, this is all of me. I think that opens up the door to be so different than the average male stereotype that currently exists. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And you know, in the same way, just because you order a plain cheeseburger from McDonald's, that doesn't make you any less manly. Thank you so much for bringing that back up. You know, the au natural, I'll never live down. 
thank you. Sorry, I had to bring some levity. It was uh, no, no, yeah, it was getting a little, it was getting a little, uh, it's getting, getting a little deep. For I'm me. getting a little deep for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot, is that what this is about? Oh, case yeah. and right. point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. No, I think in all seriousness, like I've had, I've had enough of those moments to where it's like, look, I have an opportunity to be there for somebody and, and this is my chance. And as uncomfortable as it will make me, I've had, I've had friends to where it's like, I've needed to, I've needed to hold because they were going through depression. I've needed to really like, you know, a guy to a guy embracing and for an elongated period uh, that's hard for us for, you know, it's just like, we don't do it. We don't, on top of going deep, if you add in any other kind of like physical embracing showing I'm physically here for you, I'll hold you through this pain and I'll sit in it with you. I'll get into the hole with you. Um, I've, I've been able to do that. And I think learn always become into an understanding that I, I deserve to be there for him because he deserves me to be as his friend. And so if I can be there to support, if I can be there to physically hold through the pain that he is currently holding alone, then I think together our relationship will deepen. And it absolutely did. I think deeper from that point forward, more so than any, and that pain was then helped through that process. And then when I later went through very similar types of pain and hurt, he was there to hold and to comfort for me. And I think that is something on top of the just conversing and checking in, it's saying, I'm going to physically show up. I'm going to physically be there for you. I'm going to physically embrace you. And I'm going to be there and say, Hey man, I got your back. I will be here for you. As weird as this is, that this hug is going on for minutes at a time. <laughs> At a certain point in time, you forget about it and you say, I really need someone like this to be there for me. And that's, I think that's the best thing that can happen in a relationship is your willingness to throw it all out the door and say, all right, brother, I'm there. Let's do this. Yeah. And chances are, if you do that, he'll meet you right there. Yep. Well, mm. thanks for the conversation. Likewise. Thanks for going deep. Likewise. Uh, to all of you, thank you for coming in, listening to us talk about friends. Hope you find somebody who's a close enough person that you feel willing to, to go deep to. From a guy to a guy, just say, hey, man, it's worth it. Uh, I'm Jeffrey Larson. I'm the actor. And this is Aaron Sorbel, the actuary. And as my wife always says to her preschool class, if you want friends, you have to be a friend. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go be a friend guys go, go be, be a, a friend, friend.